All right. All right. So it's mine's mine's recording now, and then um yeah, we'll just uh jump in when we're ready. So <laughs> I gotta tell you, this is gonna be uh, a fun one, or, or maybe a short one, because before we started, I decided to eat uh, this massive steak that I made myself, and I purposely undercooked it uh, because I want to be sick. Oh, I, the old food poisoning trick to get out of an an, uh, an occasion. Yes, and you can imagine what occasions coming up uh, relatively soon that I would want to be sick for uh, would be our trip to Philly this weekend. That's right. That I actually no, I'm actually very excited for that. But in in reality, I did. Uh, I think I undercooked that steak a little bit, so I have the beef shits right now. So I don't. I don't know how do you, exactly. How do you how... like your steak, Matt? Uh, I'm a like mid rare guy. I'm a mid rare guy. Mid rare. Okay. Yeah. I, I like a medium, medium well to medium rare kind of guy. Yeah. Some pink, not too much pink. I'm a, I'm a pink guy. You're a freak. Yeah, I I'm love that shit. I'm just I love that. I respect it. But um, anyway, so uh, yeah, I don't know if you're fucking listening at home. Um, Kenny's not going to be able to record for the next couple of episodes. Uh, his life is in a state of flux. So I thought it'd be fun to have some random guests on and talk to people and I uh, just kind of go from there. I don't know. Um, How much am I getting paid for this, Matt? We'll see. Um, I can give you, you know what? I'll give you a, a crisp uh, $1 bill when I see you this weekend. Wow. Yeah. Thanks, man. Why don't you buy me a beer? How about, how about you be a real yeah, gentleman and buy, I me might, a, buy me a brewski? I might buy you a brewski. Um, I know we're going to, we're going to be drinking out of bags for most of the weekend. I'm really excited for that. Um, Cause we're going to meet at We're going to meet at our friend's house. I'm not going to say names. Uh, we're going to meet at our friend's house. And then from there, um, we're going to like pregame uh, and then like head on over. We'll stop at, like a bar or two on the way. So we got we got a good amount of time. Um, and then uh, sounds good to me. Also cheaper, too. You know, and, you know, if we get a couple PBRs drinking out of bags in the city, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. You're really, bu- really bumming it up the bummy lifestyle. It's it's definitely cheaper than buying a beer at the freaking vent where you're going to pay like, oh, God, ten dollars for a 16 ounce can of like. I don't know, in perpetual IPA or something. Not even. It's going to be like a Bud Light. It's going to be one of those tin Bud Lights <laughs> for like $8. And I'm going to want to kill myself, but I'm going to get one anyway. Um, actually, the the friend that we're going to go see this with, um, or that's also going, that we're going to be hanging out with, he, uh, did I tell you, he got a job at this place uh, just so, yeah, he, yeah, just so we can go see Ween. And then he quit the day after. He saw Ween for free. He got paid and then he fucking left. No shit. That's so funny. Yeah. I was at that Ween show yeah, yeah, was and that I show. ran into him. He quit the very next day. <laughs> well, yeah, it was it was either the next day or it was like right after he said that he just like saw the show and then fucking quit. I love that. What's the deal? They just kind of let you chill at like the entrance. and I have no like idea. being a, a, a movie theater uh I don't know, like a janitor in a movie theater. Like an like usher, sweep, yeah. Sweeping some popcorn in the corner and just kind of like watching the movie out of the corner of your eyes. That's what I did like when I worked at uh, I worked at the movie theater in Milford. I would um it, when we when it would be slow. Oh my god, it was the best because I wouldn't do my job. Um, I would mostly rip tickets, so I would stand up there and like read comics while somebody would come up. I'd rip their ticket and be like, "Theater two to your left, theater seven to your right." Um, and uh, when there when there were no tickets to rip, like technically I should have been like. I don't know, cleaning popcorn and like wiping stuff down, but I would just go into the back room and read or I would do theater checks, which were the best because it's just bullshit. It's like, oh, I'm going to go do a theater check. So you like walk into a theater, you like stare at people for five minutes and then you fucking leave. I would go in, I would like, I wouldn't know when the best, because uh, what was it? Infinity War came out around that time. So did uh, mm-hmm. like Black Panther, Event, uh, Incredibles 2. So I would know when all the best fight scenes are coming on or like all my favorite scenes. And I would just be like, oh, I'm going to do a theater check for this movie and i'll be in there for like half an hour and uh come out and get paid for it well that's the economy way to do it like so so say you don't want to pay for a movie ticket but you want to know what happens you want to know the major plot developments in the movie you You just show up for the climax of the movie you don't even have to pay to see the freaking movie you save two hours going every 20 minutes bucks yeah it's perfect yeah (laughs) over over the course of two weeks you get an entire movie for free it was great (laughs) i i loved that job because i i saw so many free movies like, I would see movies on repeat because we got snowed in once, and I was just kind of stuck there for the day. Uh, mm-hmm. So I just kept seeing whatever movies we had. I saw Artemis Fowl. Not Artemis Fowl. Um, what was the one with Oprah? Big Oprah? What? Was that Artemis what? Fowl? What are you talking There's about? There's a the big I've, Oprah movie Artemis with the fucking Fowl. kid. The book. There's a big um, Oprah movie with the kid. Uh, all the kids. Big Oprah movie and with all the kids. Was it Artemis Fowl? no idea what you're talking about holy shit oprah was in a fucking movie a couple years ago 
I can't think of any movie. Oh, are you thinking of A Ripple in Time? Yes, was Wrinkle she in, in that Time. Movie? Yes, she's in Wrinkle, a Wrinkle in Time. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Dude, that movie That's the only so acting bad. credit I know of Oprah <laughs> ever having. I don't oh, think God. she's done any any acting besides that. It besides was playing so herself bad. in like Scary Movie 3 or something. Yeah, but like I, I saw it was that, Red Sparrow, and Death Wish. These three terrible movies. That, were, that was all we <laughs> Is had. Is that the Bruce Willis remake? The Bruce Willis the, remake, uh, yeah. Which the the Charles Bronson movie? You would think it's it's directed by Eli Roth. You'd think it'd be a little more mm-hmm. violent, but it was like PG. I, I mm. Bruce Willis said heck, like it was really bad. But I saw it like eight times because there was nothing else to do. <laughs> so I memorized the movie like front to back. Like Vincent D'Onofrio was in it for some reason. He shows up at the beginning and at the end. Uh, really bad, really bad stuff. But hey, speaking of movies, what have you seen recently? Have you seen it? I mean, this is a this is a reunion of first marks, if we remember that. Uh, what, it really is. This is truly an, an unofficial hey. last episode yeah. of first marks. Uh, let's talk about or, Dead Ringers. Maybe <laughs> the it's the re- yeah. <laughs> maybe it's the revival of uh, first marks. Who knows? <laughs> but no, what have you seen? Did we have, we talked about Dead Ringers? We yeah. we never got to Naked Lunch. I watched like three fourths of Naked Lunch, and then at that point we were almost completely checked yeah. out of the entire first marks process. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I, I'm not going to finish. I this. wanted to change. It. I wanted to change up the format, but you know it sucks because Naked Lunch. I remember loving that movie when I first saw it. The same way mm-hmm. I didn't like Scanners when I first saw it, and then when I saw it on rewatch, it kind of flipped. I don't think Naked Lunch is that good. I don't think it holds up. Like some of the effects, are, very... the effects are great. There are a lot of great moments, yeah. but it's way too long. It's way too long. Nothing it's really happens. long and slow. Yeah, exactly. No, it is. It is kind of that way. I know a lot of Cronenberg movies actually, especially his later stuff, do kind of suffer from that. Is that they are so long and drawn out. Like um, a lot of his '90s stuff is like that. Like I love Crash. I love the concept of Crash, yeah. and it's an exciting movie when it picks up. But a lot of it is just like, oh, uh, now Dave, now uh, James Spader and this guy are fucking, and mm. now this girl and James Spader are like, it's just a series of like sex scenes and car. I don't know. That's it's awesome. it's very, very. It's it's interesting. I, I, it's definitely a unique movie. But Naked Lunch, cool effects. I like when the when the typewriter turns into a, a yeah. beetle. I, I I I like all the the drug usage, yeah. like how it's kind of like an unreliable narrator type of thing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's very slow and. All like the the metaphors for homosexuality are kind of a little on the nose as well. Although it, I mean that's not Cronenberg's fault. I, that's, yeah. I believe that's the main point of the source material he's pulling from anyway. I I would say it's dated. Like it's nothing that offends me, but there's some things in there where I'm just like that's weird. Like I can't I can't name anything off the top of my head because it's been a minute. But I just remember seeing it and I'm just like that hits different. Uh, seeing it yeah. eight years later, yeah. But um, it's a lot of cool ideas like when that guy's talking to him yeah. to the main the protagonist and he's like uh he says something like um read between my lips or something and his mouth is moving but he's not it's, it doesn't match up yeah, with what the, he's actually the sink saying he is off. i love that i i really like that idea it's interesting it's a cool like allegory but um yeah it didn't really do it for me the naked lunch i say you shave 20 minutes off that movie you got a masterpiece <laughs> uh what else what else uh, Um, yeah what have you what have you seen have you seen anything recently that you give a shit about um well i saw licorice pizza and you saw that a couple times i gotta say i saw it twice uh which i don't usually do with movies uh obviously it was in theaters because it's not out yet but i loved it so much like it's it's pta makes movies where it's just kind of like dudes hanging out you know what i mean it's it's kind of like an it's like the Big Lebowski, where it feels like it's a more of a vibe movie okay. than it is like a, a plot movie. Even though there obviously is a loose plot laced in there, it's kind of like a series of things happening. I love that rather than like a, a build up and a payoff. Um, it's slice of life. I've just re- watching characters do their thing. Yeah, and you're just like so enveloped in the story. Like Bradley Cooper's in it. Like he he gets introduced like an hour and a half in. Have you seen it? No, Matt? no, I haven't seen it yet. All right, I don't want to spoil. There's it a lot. Of, you, I haven't but... seen Tragedy of Macbeth either. Yeah, I want to see that oh, as well. I'm kicking myself. I really want to see it. <laughs> but Licorice Pizza, five out of five for me. Um, awesome. The controversies. Uh, I will say with the age gap thing. Yeah, what's up with that? Is, I, I don't know. I don't know too much about what's going on with that. Yeah, it's a little strange. Um, but I will say that there's a like a line that the movie never crosses. Like it, it toes it very carefully. Um, Arguably, at the end, maybe it crosses the line. I don't want to spoil okay. this for yeah, anyone, yeah, especially you. But it never crosses the line. Now, um, is is it one of those things where... Is this an original idea or is it based off of something? Did he write it? 
I believe I he know. wrote the screenplay yeah. and he directed it. I don't think. I mean, I, I know it's based off of his life in like the San Fernando Valley mm-hmm. in the 1970s or whatever. Oh, okay. So I, some truth it's completely truth. original. All right, because well, I, I I get really pissed off when people uh, want to put like modern, not just modern, but like real world uh, expectations and morals, and and try yeah. to insert that into film and art. It's sure. like Call Me By Your Name. I've gotten into so many arguments about that movie, and it's like, yeah, sure, in 2022, mm-hmm. I think no one should date somebody that young if you're that old. But it's like, mm-hmm. oh, also, it's 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 a story. It's a movie. It takes place in a certain time period in a different country that has different laws. Yeah. And so there's a lot to take into, take into account with that. And mm-hmm. um, people like to just to jump on things immediately. So I don't know if, yeah. if it works for the narrative of the film and it's not celebrating pedophilia, which I doubt it is. I don't see any problem with exploring uncomfortable things in movies. It's it's not. And it's not as if that she is grooming because, I mean, she's like supposed to be 25 to 30 years old. It's never really disclosed. But he's Gary Cooper. Gary Valentine, rather, is like 15 or 16. Little, little Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, okay. he's so good Tiny in it Tim. too. Like he, you get glimpses of Philip yeah. Seymour Hoffman. He, he is he is good in it. It's really great. He is good in it. He's very no. All the performances are stellar, <sighs> especially so the the two leading roles. Yeah, um, it's not like she's grooming him at all. Um, it, it, he comes onto her really strong, and the whole movie is her. I I see it as she's kind of like in in a state of arrested development. Yeah, where she kind of doesn't know what to do with her life, and she meets this kid who's you know, has, has his whole life ahead of him and doesn't really have plans, but at the same time has the, is very confident and like has these visions of grandeur. And she kind of like lives vicariously through that. It's, it's not a grooming movie. Mm -hmm. It's more of a coming of age movie from the perspective of two people who are, are just starting to come of age and are just like becoming adults in an adult world. One's just kind of behind the other, as far as uh, the age goes there. Uh, right and, and when and they also, come into age it seems right and to your point it's like it doesn't advocate for this mm-hmm. like it, it fully acknowledges that it's weird and um you know it is a different time but um it's not like you're supposed to root for the two getting together you know it, it's that's not the point it's of more the of like a yeah. it's not the point yeah. it's it's more of like a yeah i don't know it's not the point you know if, if you're viewing it that way i think you're purposely being like obtuse about it you know i i don't know I, well it's 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 and i i view the there are a few like asian jokes in it and anti-asian kind of you know uh inappropriate type of jokes okay. in it um and i wouldn't say that they are at the expense of asian people more than they are at the expense of the person making the jokes coming off as ignorant like in like the time period so like like a cartman situation you're not or like archie bunker you're not you know you're not laughing with the character yeah you're kind of laughing it, next to them right yeah you're laughing at them yeah and i mean and it, it, it comes complete with insert shots of asian people looking in disgust at that person mm. and i i do agree it is a little weird um it does toe the line mm-hmm maybe a little too far, maybe it crosses over into being inappropriate at some points. Um, but I don't think it soils the movie. Um, and I, st- I do really think it is up into, to up to interpretation. Yeah. It's, it's subjective. And you know, I'm also a white cis male, so yeah, and, and a white I'm not the best person actually, to ask yeah. about this kind of thing. Well, that's why, and you know, that that's how I see it too. And like, if it brings up a valid conversation and it challenges the audience in some way, I think there mm-hmm. is value to that, whether it's a positive value or a negative value. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it, it kind of just exists as this piece of art now, as this as this film. And uh, right. if you if you want to watch it and you like it, that's totally up to you. If you want to save your five bucks and uh, go see West Side Story, you can go do that. <laughs> the wrong thing to do would to be to write to make a judgment immediately without seeing it. Yeah, well, I haven't seen s- some kind of creepazoid movie and i'm not saying that's what you're doing well i well i was gonna bring that up too i haven't seen it yet so i'm speaking mm-hmm. as somebody who hasn't seen it i could fucking see that movie and be offended by it. i don't know i i have no idea the context i'm just kind of going off of what you're saying here so right, who knows right. maybe i'll watch it and I'll, I'll be offended and i'll uh shove my fist up my ass i don't know who mm-hmm. knows who knows yeah, what and- tomorrow will bring maybe i'll shove my fist up my ass anyway you should i think you should shove your fist up your ass right now matt do it right now Oh, also, I started recording on this couch, by the way, that I set up in my room. It's a lot more relaxed. It doesn't feel as much as a, 
it, I don't know, it doesn't feel like I'm doing a job interview every time I'm on, <laughs> I'm doing a podcast. It feels more uh, uh, conversational. So I, I like Dude, that a lot. I hate it. I work from home, which is really nice, oh. but that's another conversation. Um, but every time I'm in a Zoom call, I like lean up from my chair and it's the most uncomfortable shit in the world. But I feel like I need to be attentive to the meeting. Yeah. And like, so my, my spine is going to be like, completely fucked up in like a year like just i'll have like a fucking stegosaurus spine just just give me time like godzilla or you can just have a good posture um speaking nah. speaking of godzilla i i told you what happened on my laptop how i fucking lost everything yeah dude r.i.p yeah, that i, I want to fucking kill myself um so uh for for those listening at home since the last episode uh since the last episode i've been doing um j- just to like keep myself busy and like still do something media related uh, I wanted to do a like a little retrospective kind of video series on all the Godzilla movies because I haven't seen them all and I'm a big fan, so I figured why not just fucking run through them? I have them all. So um, a- a- after editing the first, well, while editing the first video, which I'm not an editor, so it's already it was already like two days of work for like f- mm-hmm. like three minutes of content that I did, but it, yeah, it took a while. Um, yeah. I started running out of space on my computer, so I needed more space. So then I got a hard drive, but I had to format the hard drive. And then I formatted mm-hmm. the hard drive, and I started bringing shit over to the hard drive. And when I was finally, I, I had I had everything done, and I was ready to go. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, I have enough space. I have a hard drive. I'm good. But then I saw that there was a new OS on the Mac that I didn't download yet. And I'm like, oh, that could be cool. Like, refresh, you know, really reinvigorate uh, myself, refresh my laptop, get a nice, uh, you know, nice new coat of paint on it. In doing so, the uh, the the bullshit copy of uh, Final Cut that my friend gave me is uh, became obsolete, and I couldn't update it. And the process to downgrade back to the OS I had uh, was so convoluted that in that process, it wiped everything I put on the hard drive. Ugh. So all my all my projects, everything, it just really just uh, I, this is my first time touching my laptop in days i haven't even used it for porn or youtube i've just avoided my laptop until i knew i was recording another podcast i am so fucking pissed off at this thing if i could smash it i would but three thousand dollars <laughs> down the drain it, it it's strange to me that um reverting back to the old os operating system is would just wipe your entire memory it, apple makes no sense to me because what i had to do was i had to use uh something as like a conduit like a separate driver and in yeah in like trans Transferring that, I had to pull up this fucking like uh, uh this like bo- info box or whatever the fuck. I'm not a computer guy. This is why I'll never be a PC gamer. I don't need any of that bullshit in my life. I just I, I put the game <laughs> in and I press play. I play video game. I play Skyrim on my Switch. So um, yeah. in doing that process, I didn't realize it would format the hard drive again that it was using and to make it an installer hard drive kind of deal. Either way, it pissed me off. It, it really just like shat in my cornflakes. What else is there to say? But. I'm bouncing back, you know? Yeah. You you really, in that situation, you do just need to close your laptop and, like, go touch grass for yeah, four days. Yeah, go read a book. Come, come back to it drop and some acid. accept it. It's, you know, it's seven stages, five stages of grief, right? Yeah, drop some acid. That stage. Dropping that acid stage is, the, is the second. Is the <laughs> second. that the second stage? Yeah. I'm, the I'm second going out stage, of order, yeah. shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you experience loss, you drop acid, yeah. and there's that's it. There's only two Immediately stages. Immediately go on a bender, commit suicide. That's the third stage. Third and final uh-huh. stage, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, so I was so close to doing it. I was so close to doing it. If I didn't have a fucking cat to feed, man, I'd be out of here. <laughs> Also, well, like a boss. I gotta say, you know what? There, there are a few things, a few reasons why I've been postponing my suicide, and one of those in particular. Uh, have you ever read the comic book saga? Have I ever tried to convince no, you haven't. to read that? Um, I'm not a comic book guy, you know that. Oh, then you're gonna love saga. It's perfect for people who aren't comic book people. <laughs> but um, this is the best comic series I ever read. I love it to death. Anybody I've handed it to has also loved it to death. Professor friends, friend friends, everybody. People fucking love this shit. But um. They've been on hiatus for the past three years. It was supposed to be a one-year hiatus, and then it turned into three. So uh, finally, today, as as of the day of this recording, uh, recently came back. I'm holding the issue in my hand. It's really good. So that kind of gave me a little burst of life. I, I feel like you know a couple. In- I grew a couple inches after reading it. So I'm feeling <laughs> good about myself. Yeah. Who needs technology when you have print? You know. Exactly. It, uh, I can it, read. It's Dune. just far superior. You just read. Dune. I can reread Dune. That's fine. Are you are do you have a headband on or are you using your headphones as a headband like a, a makeshift headband? Oh no, I have my hair. I have my hair pulled back. 
Uh, I have a uh, oh, okay. hair tie, and then I have my uh, big headphones. I left my AirPods over at my partner's house, so now I have I have to use these big clunky fuckers again. I'm digging the uh, the bushy fucking March Mario oh, the mustache. Uh, Italian plumber mustache. Mustache is back. On there. I love the mustache. Mustache is back. I love the mustache. Beards. It doesn't work. The beards don't work with the uh, uh, with the masks and all that shit. So yeah, I'm back. I'm right. back to the stash, baby. So now uh, I guess this is a video game podcast. Have you been playing any video games recently? Oh my god, have I ever been playing video games? I'll take that um, as a no. <laughs> so I, for those of you who don't know me, which is most likely the entire fan base, I don't know. We of, might uh, have some casuals, crossover. We might have some crossover. Maybe, with, uh, yeah, first maybe, marks. maybe. Um, I, I, I really only have a, like a a switch. I, well, that's a lie. I have a 360. I have a PS4, and I have a Switch. I have a GameCube. I have an N64. I got. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a classical, yeah, uh, Nintendo yeah, yeah. oriented you're gamer. A, you're a, I, a Mozart kind of guy. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like the classics. <laughs> a Nintendo savant. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, I, I mostly just play Switch uh, stuff. I've been playing a lot of Super Mario 3D Land recently. Oh, with the Bowser's um, Fury one. Yes, that's, good. Um, that's a good yeah. game. I love that. It is a really good yeah, game. Yeah, Bowser's yeah, Fury was a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Well, it is fun. I will say that. It does feel a little um, tech demo-ish. Mm-hmm. It, it feels kind of small, like like it's underdeveloped as a game. Like, it feels like it's a tech demo for, like, the new Mario 3D platformer that just hasn't been released yet. It, um, it kind of reminds me... But I had me, fun with it. Yeah, it, it, it kind of reminds me of... Um, how they released uh ground zeros for metal gear solid 5 like the 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 prologue Mm. chapter as its own thing uh and then later on released the full game that's kind of how it feels we're like i'm getting my money's worth because it's attached to a game i haven't played yet that's also optimized for the switch like this is the best way to play 3d land or 3d whatever the fuck the game is um and so yeah and it's a lot of fun i had a really good time with it and that yeah that bowser's fury feels like a nice like 20 dollar little edition that just kind of pumped it yeah. with the price I, well the, yeah. the thing that's really really nice about like um independent games indie indie games especially for like the switch um for example shovel knight i don't know if you played shovel knight yeah but it's a 2D yeah. platformer a lot of fun oh, great oh, game brings me back yeah and i think it's like 10 bucks like 15 dollars and they just keep adding DLCs to it. Yeah. So it's like you buy it, you spend $15 one time, and then like you have an infinite amount of content that they just kind of keep pumping into the game. And they keep doing it's... weird shit. I know they're doing that puzzle one now. Did, oh, I didn't even yet? see the puzzle one. Yeah, there's like the a, last, a, a the... Pokemon Puzzle League kind of game that they're doing. Oh, that's fun. Well, the last one I played was like, it was like a classical Smash Brothers um, type of thing where it's like, 10 stages where like you got like the boss battle at the end the the hand master hands not it's not exactly yeah. like that but it's shovel knight bosses in a super smash brothers type of format like a tournament fighter and that was really fun yeah a tournament yeah. fighter that's that's, that's, that's i cool. didn't even know they did that yeah i knew about sure. like uh like the plague knight and like all the other you know knight having their mm-hmm. uh, knights having their own quest yeah and they 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 made yeah they made like five separate storylines for five different characters like they didn't have to do that yeah. like no, neither other game. Other games don't do that. Yeah, you know? it's but, it's uh, become the thing where it's 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 become this sort of creature similar to uh, uh, blah, 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 what's the No Man's Sky, where I wouldn't feel bad spending full price on it now, even though it's always on sale and you don't need to spend sixty dollars on it. But like I would, it yeah, it, it's just it, there's a lot of qual- there's a lot of quality content in that package. Yeah, so I wouldn't mm-hmm. feel bad if I didn't catch it on sale. Yeah. And even even if 3D Land didn't come with Bowser's Fury, I think I'd still consider I get I got my money's worth. I think spending sixty bucks on it, yeah. um, just because there's so much unlockable content. Like I mean, if you're like a completionist, which usually I am a completionist, because usually I'm just like desperate to play more levels in the game. And yeah. a lot of time with Mario titles, um, there are unlockables after you kind of one hundred percent the main oh, yeah. story. So. There's always you get something all the stars, else after the you collect world, all the yeah. items. Yeah, there's always something secret that you just kind of stumble upon. I love that, and I usually don't look into it too much. I just kind of like, hey, if there isn't for some reason, like at least I had incentive to actually 100% yeah. the game, even though it didn't really pay off. With this case, there's like a star world that you unlock if you get all the unlockables, mm-hmm. and I just got all the items, and now I'm in the star world, and it's really fucking hard. But, you know, it's like it's great. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It gives you a reason to keep playing the game after you 
beat the main story. Yeah, and that's what I like about a game like that. Like, especially Nintendo with uh, with Mario, there's no difficulty settings for uh, for the mm-hmm. most part. I know some games have like the assist mode, but um, you know, if you're somebody like you know, we're you know we're adults, we play Mario our whole lives. If you play through the main game, it might be a little too easy for you. But then you beat that, and oh, here's my here's my challenge. And then oh, there's more challenge mm-hmm. after that if you want it. And it's there if you want it. If it's not something you're into, you know, I I haven't beaten them all yet. I just haven't had time. But I right. I like knowing that there's more content waiting for me uh, when I'm ready to go back to that game. And it's it's mm-hmm. challenging content. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I definitely I didn't beat it all in one shot either. Like I I beat the main story, which is like a forty percent or something, and then I you know went on and played other games for a couple mm-hmm. weeks and then I returned to it and you know it's it's it, it really is a good way to to um to up the replay value in your games and that's a good point about the lack of a difficulty setting um because it's not like dark souls where it's just like hard stupid hard or impossible mm-hmm. like like there there is like a um a what's the learning curve yes learning curve to it you know anyone can play it anyone most people could beat it but not everyone could 100 percent the game and that's what i like about other mario titles sunshine is a lot like that too i don't know if you played mario sunshine you know i i have that that 3d collection i haven't touched sunshine uh all that much or um or galaxy i've only i I beat 64 i haven't really touched the other ones yet that game is damn near sunshine is damn near impossible to 100 percent yeah um, mostly because there, there are these fucking blue coins that you need to collect to 100% oh, the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard but people complain But there's this. no indication of where the coins are and how many you've collected so far. Oh. So it's just a counter. So it's just like, there are, I forget, there's like 100, 120 blue coins or something. And it just tells you how many you have. But it doesn't tell you what world they're in, what stage of the world they're in. Yeah. There are like eight stages to each world. It's ridiculous. I to this day I'm still missing two blue coins. I have no idea what's so, fucking on. So if you're not going through that, if you're not getting those blue coins as you play throughout the game the first time, you're pretty much fucked. Yeah, pretty much. Unless you want to look up walkthroughs, which it's like even then you, it's like you wouldn't you know which know ones how, you got. Yeah. Exactly. You know you don't know your progress. Wouldn't, it's ridiculous. Wouldn't that have been something you'd think Nintendo would have like fixed in in a re-release of a fucking thirty year old game? For that 3D World collection, you think they would have fixed that and been like, "Hey, like, let's let's make some quality of life changes." I almost feel like they don't. If I almost feel like it was intentional from the start to make it like stupid hard, because there's no other Mario game that's like that, really. Yeah. Like, I guess you could say Mario 64 is like the next most difficult 3D platformer, but but you but you can see how many stars you need. Yeah, each level that's true you know i i remember when i when i just replayed that when they released the 3d collection um i i beat the game it was the first time i ever beat the game i don't think i beat it when i was a kid and i saw that like even though i beat the game and i saw i saw the credits it would show like all the worlds that there are and i saw a world and i'm like wait a minute i've never been to that place i beat this <laughs> game i have not been to that world i've not gotten a single star there i don't even know where to fucking find that place and I still don't. What, the, what, what did the world? I have what the no world fucking like? clue. I just remember seeing it, and I'm just like, "What the hell is this?" Ain't so, that the joy of those Mario games, though? Like the open world like, exploration else. factor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I I'm in the same boat as you. When I that's like one of my favorite games of all time, 64, um, just because of the nostalgic collection mm-hmm. connection I have to it. But um, I didn't beat that game as a kid. Like no fucking way. Nine year old Justin was sitting there beating Super Mario. Yeah, it was same, too same, hard. Yeah. It was like in. It wasn't fathomable, fathomable for me to have beaten that game at that like such a young age. I didn't beat it until I bought the actually bought the cartridge like ten years after that when I was like in my teens, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, just like going back and exploring it and like oh I didn't even know this existed. Yeah, or I didn't. I didn't know that if you shot the cannon in this direction, there was like a whole secret city, mm-hmm. like in the corner of the map that's only accessible through the cannon. Like, it's, so it's just so much to explore. It's it's such a fun and creative game. It's it's it's, well, it's uh, you know, a lot of those Mario games, the three D ones. The way I see it, there's like there's two ways to go about a game like that. Um, either the player gets tired of the game, or the game gets tired of the player. In those Mario mm-hmm. games, the player gets tired of the game. Not saying that they don't like it or they're bored, but you, you get your fill and then you walk away from it. Yeah. Some other mm-hmm. games, there's not enough content and it gets tired of you and it says, all right, fuck off, I'm done. And yeah. then, then what? I spent money on this thing and now I'm done with it. Fucking delete it, mm-hmm. sell it, give it to a friend, wipe your ass yeah. with it. Uh, <laughs> or you'll encounter a game that has 
um, the features to keep playing. Like there are a ton of unlockables that you can get, yeah. but there's there's no um, mystery or discovery factor to it. Yeah. Like there's no you don't want to find all these items. Like a because I don't know if there even is an incentive to beyond one hundred percent of the game. But B, it's like, do I even want to explore these worlds anymore? Like, I feel like I've tired this game out, you know? Yeah, and, well, it's funny, because I'm, pl- uh, like I said, I'm playing Skyrim right now, and um, this is my first time ever playing the game in, the, in this main run since I got it on the Switch. Uh, I just mm-hmm. beat the main quest, and, of course, there's still so much to do. So even if I put Skyrim down for a little bit and play something else, I always know, it's like one of those Desert Island games I talked about with Kenny uh, a couple mm-hmm. an episode or two ago. Uh, where you really can't get tired of it, and there's always something to do in there. So yeah, if you're stranded on a desert island and you only have Skyrim, even if you play that game for eight years, you know what? You could still give yourself some more challenge. You can, okay, I'm going to go find all the books, and I'm going to collect all the books, and I'm going to read all the fucking books. Or I'm going to talk right. to all the NPCs. I'm going to go, I'm going to try to kill all the fucking NPCs. You know, there's, <laughs> there's always something. I, can you do that, do you think? Have you ever played Skyrim? I've I've never played Skyrim. You, oh. You're gonna crucify me for Dude. that, but I've never. Played I, it. I well, look, it, I uh, I like I mentioned on the show before. I purposely held out because I wanted to get mm-hmm. it on the Switch. I tried playing it when it first came out, but it wasn't for me at the time. Now it is, and uh, mm-hmm. I think playing it on the Switch is perfect. It's portable. There's a lot you can. The versatility is great. Yeah, I could sit at home and play it. I could fucking play it while taking a shit. I could play it on the bus mm-hmm. while taking a shit, and. Um, I, I think that's the best version to get. It might not have all the content, like the you know anniversary shit that just came out, but it's got all the yeah. DLC and it's the game is right there. And I'm not a big fan of mods. I like to kind of play games as they are and have fun within that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you see the if you see Skyrim on sale on the Switch, that's the way to get it. It might not be the cheapest way to get it, but it's the best way to play it. You're gonna well, get it. Actually, you don't have to you don't have to sell me on it. I actually have it on the Switch. The Switch. I, I just never play. Yo, it. <laughs> dude, jump in, man. Jump I in know. on that. I have a couple games like that. I, yeah. I have Dark Souls on the Switch too, and I've only beaten like the first <sighs> boss. I, I can't find my copy. Some of those games, yeah. Some of those games, it, it just I don't know if it's just like a lack of interest, or I think I just need to get past a certain point. Yes. Where like yes. I, I'm fully like, you know, fully immersed in the actual story, and I want to keep playing. I, I was that way with GTA too. The, the funny thing about GTA 5 in particular, and 4, because I've played and beaten both, is that um, the point I was going to make, I completely forgot about it, um, is if that you, you can play that ga- you can play that game without playing the story, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. If you really want to, you can just run around, you can just steal cars and run over people. Like, that's that's honestly entertaining enough, especially if you're, like, <laughs> drinking, or you're with friends <laughs> yeah, drinking. Yeah, um, that, that's what that's what my partner and i do we'll, we'll play um we'll play because this is their uh what like fourth time playing through the game on my switch mm-hmm. and it's just we'll just hang out smoke fucking play some skyrim have a good yeah. time and i'm and like they'll, they'll they'll see me play uh my file and they'll see shit that they've never seen even though they have like a thousand hours in the fucking game uh that's mm-hmm. why you know the game's awesome it's so big but yeah yeah you know there are mm-hmm. there are games i they're like these barrier games where once you get you once you just you gotta sit down and you gotta the first time you play, you got to give it a good, like, two hours. Just sit down mm-hmm. and just get through it. Don't put it down. And then you'll get to that point where you're accustomed to the game. You're, you're more familiar. And then you can do more pick-up-and-go stuff. Like with Skyrim, I could pick it up, play a mission. But I needed that first, like, the first time I played it, I really needed to just sit down for a couple hours and, and give it its time mm-hmm. and get right. the fuck into it. Then from there, sky's the limit. And that's how Skyrim is. I, if, you, if you have a free day, you want to give it two hours just to get started, get a feel for it. From there, smooth sailing. You'll just pick it up again. Mm-hmm. You'll pick it up before bed. Pick it up while taking a shit. Pick it up in the shower. Pick it up while <laughs> reshingling your roof or going to Burger King. I, I think I have this weird like paralysis. It's not ADHD because I don't. I mean, I've never been diagnosed with ADHD. Oh, okay. but it's, like gaming, it's like gaming. It's like gaming. Yeah. <laughs> it's like game. It's like gaming of ADHD. A quirked up white boy yeah. self diagnosis himself. You have a, thou- you have a thousand fucking. You're overstimulated. You have a thousand games. Yeah, to play. exactly. What are you gonna give yes. your time to? And then you, mm-hmm. yeah, oh. yeah. And then I, and I start the game and it's like a twenty minute tutorial and I'm like I don't want to fucking I don't yeah. want to fucking do this. I it, it's a real problem and I I know that there are there's like a whole world of these fantastic games that I could just unlock if I had the attention span for it, but. I don't know. I can't find myself. But every time I do, and I actually put the time in and get past that that 
pump mm. in the beginning of the game. I always have fun. Yeah. And like that's how I've discovered some of my favorite games. So it really is just like a hang up for me. Like it's it's a stupid thing I need to get over. I feel that, you know, there there's always gonna there's always gonna keep being wow. There's always gonna be more games, there'll never be less games. So yeah. it, the same thing with movies. There's always going to be more to see than there is less to see. <laughs> don't I? Don't I fucking know? Yeah. It, brother. So that that watch list, that playlist, is always going to keep growing. It's never going to dwindle unless you actually play them. And I, mm. I, the way you feel, I feel that mostly towards older games, uh, NES, SNES. There are so many good games because uh, I have the NES and SNES Mini, the little the little guys. There's yeah. so many good games <laughs> on there I want to get into, but then I'll just see how many are on there. And I'll just get distracted or like I'll start a little bit and then I'll play something else. And you want to jump around and play a little bit of everything. That's why if, mm-hmm. if you ever have kids for fucking Christmas, you want to get them a video game, get them one fucking game to start with. Don't get them like eight <laughs> different games because then they'll, yeah. they'll, they won't you're, you're just going to be feeding this uh, this TikTok uh, fueled ADHD that our society's right. plagued with right now. <clears throat> uh, totally. But yeah, so anyway, I, I've been playing. Which uh, I'm, I'm a yeah, I'm a contributing factor to the TikTok. Uh, Ugh. Yeah, don't, to- toxic tiktok don't remind me you and your uh your viral n64 video no that was um that was for my my old job i i i went viral on my own oh wow i, I have a i have a i have a vinyl tiktok where i like tell me about these viruses you have this the, these vi- viral tiktoks yeah, yes. these, these viral vi- infections yes they're yes <laughs> they're very contagious Ew. um so I so there's this phenomenon where if you slow down so okay so records work like this right and this is a gaming podcast and I'm talking about music and that, records, this is but. what we do on casuals now we're this, we're, pretend pretend like we're chatting while while playing a game pretend it's like a let's play but we're not <laughs> seeing what we're playing how about that okay I like there, that there's the very casual yeah, very casual um okay so it's a 45 record right so that's mm-hmm. 45 RPMs is what that means Roma- rotations per minute. Um, seven inches is the record. Usually they put one song on there. They call it a single, right? Um, so then a, a big regular size record is a 33. That means it, it rotates uh, 33 times per minute. And then you have like a 78, but that's a whole nother story. Um, so if you if you play a 45, but you play it 35 yeah. rotations. I was doing this the other it, day. Yeah, it yeah. goes slower, yeah. right? Sounds great. So there's this big phenomenon. It is cool. It's cool with a lot of certain, like if you have a bunch of 45s laying around and you just want to experiment with how they sound slowed down, like it's obviously going to, the tempo is going to slow down, but also the um, the pitch of the entire song gets slowed down. And in some instances, that's going to sound shitty. Like with a really slow song, it's going to sound like drone, like yeah. fucking Sludge. Judge Dredd soundtrack. One tricks point never you know that kind of shit but um if you for example take the song jolene by dolly parton mm-hmm. and you slow it down it sounds like a man singing a, like it sounds like a johnny cash song kind yeah, of yeah. in a way and it takes on a whole new meaning like oh is this about a a, a gay cowboy longing for you know mm-hmm. a, a, a jolene who took his man you know it's 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 like a whole new context but I think really it just what it comes down to is that it, it's more vibable. You just vibe to it more. So anyway, I, I have that, you know, I have that forty-five of that song Jolene, and I slowed it down. It went viral on TikTok. It has like five point five million views or something. <sighs> Pretty much skyrocketed me. Gave me like I have like forty-two thousand followers now. So now I just make like record content because I have like fucking that's epic. Do you want hundred records? Do you want to pitch your your TikTok account? Sure, my TikTok account is Justin Ace. That's J E S T I N A C E. If you're an audiophile, or you love vinyls, or you love music, give me a follow. Um, there you new go. New videos every week. You heard them. You heard them, <laughs> folks. Give them a listen. Uh, I, I recently fixed up my uh, my old turntable. Uh, I got a really nice system uh, from a yard sale, but the um, the, the the volume, uh, the little fucking volume nubbin. Uh, was fucked up so i had to open it up and try to fix it and it's good now so i was fucking around with it the other day and uh the record store up the road had a bunch of free records out so i got this uh ray conniff like uh, uh, compilation album and it has mm. a bunch of crap on there and it was a lot of fun and i did what you did but i flipped it and i played it faster and right it just sounds like a like a hundred geck song by way of kanye it was so much fun <laughs> um that's cool and that's yeah cause I, well it's funny because at first i didn't realize uh, i i fucked up the pitch so I'm just like, mm-hmm. this is a weird thing. This is a weird song on this Ray Conniff record. Uh, but then I was like, oh fuck, you know, press the wrong <laughs> speed. But um, yeah, a lot of fun doing that. 
Shut up, Kutztown. Yeah, heard... Fucking hell. Dude, loud I ass bikes. I want, I want to throw a stick in every spoke of a fucking loud ass bike that drives by my house. That's the most annoying shit ever. When I'm like recording like music and like I, there's an intersection like 20 feet from my house yeah. and they just people insist on revving their engines as loud as fucking possible. Like, you're just being obnoxious. Like yeah. there's people sleeping. You like you're that? literally just your dick is small. Like yeah. that's 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 what's going on here. Smell bad. You got an ingrown toenail. Awful. <laughs> Cut, cut your damn toenails. Cut your damn dick off, why don't you? Ugh, God, my fucking back hurts. So I'm excited for I'm excited for this weekend, man. I it's been the fucking process of a lifetime trying to see last podcast on the left again <laughs> since the last time. That's right. We when did we see them? That was like three years ago that, in Bethlehem. Was it eighteen or, or nineteen? Ooh. Yeah, I think it was. Well, it was definitely pre yeah. pandemic. I think it was nineteen. Well, because I remember. I think things were just starting to get. There were there were talks, there were murmurs of the pandemic, I believe. Well, I remember what happened. Um, they announced right like right before the pandemic, they announced their book tour, and I was really excited. So I'm like, oh shit, I want to get tickets to go see their book tour. My brother bought me VIP passes to go see Ugh. two of them for me and my my uh, uh, at the time my girlfriend um, bought two passes and a, a signed copy of the book, and then obviously with the pandemic shit got pushed it got pushed it got delayed it got canceled it came back up it delayed again so i think this is like the fifth time since uh the book tour was announced that i've tried to see these fuckers live again um and i'm just glad i don't have to like return any tickets or, or uh go through like <laughs> Ticketmaster for returns because that was fucking hell um yeah i bet oh my god yeah, yeah and you don't get the processing fees back no either. no and you don't get the fucking book i i wanted that autograph book and i didn't even get that i had to buy it Fuck, man. i had to buy it from a small business god damn it <laughs> god damn it how dare you support small businesses yeah, it really pisses Matt. me off but i'm excited though i'm i'm really pumped uh, we're gonna hang out have a good time see some friends uh is kaylin excited yeah. oh she's she's more excited than yeah. i am like I, I, I was, I mean, I still am, but I used to be like a huge last podcast fan. Yeah. Um, and now, now it's like once a week kind of thing. Kaylin listens to last podcast every single day, mm. like every single day, every waking moment that she can, mm. she listens to all the, the side stories, mm. all same, the, same. uh, yeah, all the webcasts the that they do, the like streams. the streams. Yeah. She watches all their content. So she's psyched for yeah. it. I'm I'm surprised they didn't cancel the concert. To be completely I'm honest, I'm kind of shocked. Yeah, but you know what, man? Like, I I've dodged COVID so many times. Like I said, my my roommate had it for like weeks, and she had a yeah. bunch of friends over the whole time. So I'm in a house full of like seven different patient zeros, and mm -hmm. I didn't get it. Um, I've been in, I, so I I don't know. I'm at the point now where it's like, look, I've taken risks at worse times before going to new york hanging out with people doing bullshit whatever uh festivals yeah. and everything so i'm just but I'm gonna, you've had it though right? i haven't you had covid no, you haven't I had have it not had it i have I'm one of the I, holdouts. as far as I'm i know i haven't had <laughs> yeah. yeah as far as i know i haven't had it either. I, okay yeah so as and far I, as i know I'll, I'll say that yeah right right like i've been i've been i've had like a cold like symptom yeah everyone like maybe like once or twice i mean it's been like two fucking years since this pandemic there are there's other diseases and illnesses out there yeah <laughs> right and there's also like mold in my apartment that's a whole nother story that's so great. uh you know who who knows yeah who knows if i had it or not um but i'm fully vaxxed i didn't get the booster though. oh i did I that booster, was great yeah. that was a three-day vacation for me yeah how'd it feel awful um i i get i had a really bad reaction uh for my second and for my third uh, i was i was laid mm -hmm. out for like three days apparently that's a good thing it means your immune system is great so maybe that's why yeah. i dodged covid uh my little sister too she was vaxxed uh, living with my parents both my parents had covid she was living with them going to school eating dinner same table all that shit for weeks never got it tested her regularly <laughs> everyone got tested regularly she just never got so it so weird yeah so weird well maybe maybe you're both asymptomatic maybe everyone who well, has it didn't had i got i got tested a bunch of times asymptomatic yeah okay. so you, right. it would still come up you know i would still have a viral load but i know some people right, right. some people when they get vaccinated they just don't catch it so yeah. i don't know maybe it's the uh uh, maybe it's all the fucking garlic sauce, uh, the garlic aioli in my bloodstream uh, from being a, a greasy fucking Italian. As that gives far me as something. I, yeah, maybe, hey, maybe. Maybe it is. My, you my rub pizza sauce. Yeah. You rub olive oil on your skin every day. My right? zippy blood's got me, it's got me good. So <laughs> I'm all set. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm okay I with can't, it. I can't say that word, though. I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm German. Just like you can't say kraut. I can say kraut. I love so, kraut. I love sour kraut. What the fuck? I'm That's also German. Word. I'm all, I got German. I'm an American mutt. I'm mostly Italian, but I'm an American mutt. I could say it all. 
I could say anything. Don't lie. You're, you're only Italian. I could drop a hard end. <laughs> I won't. You better not. I won't, but I can. And, <laughs> Any, and anyone can. Uh, Look, I'm just saying, anyone can, but you probably shouldn't. <laughs> i agree <laughs> you know? i i guess i don't disagree with there that you go like uh, yeah i everyone has the power the to stand say for <laughs> what is the, what's the end stand for Nintendo. napoli <laughs> um what's another uh italian naples? word that starts with an end naples yeah uh, yeah there nona we go. my nona her birthday was just the other day she would have been 91 Aww. yeah she would have been 91 man she's doing she's oh, i think she's R- fine r.i.p yeah she i mean it was a while ago i'm sure she's fine wherever she is <laughs> But, so uh, you call your grandparents Nona? Uh, what do you call you? What, what did you call your grandfather? Uh, what did you call my grandfather? He's still alive. Nothing's killing him. Uh, he's that's my Nono. Um, so it's Nona and Nono is the Italian chick. Nona and Nono. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I've never heard. I don't think I've ever heard that before. Really? You've never read like Stregonona? I don't know what the it's fuck an old. That it's is. a children's a, book. Stromboli. I love Stromboli. That's good dude. shit too. No, it's like an old children's <laughs> book about like an old Italian witch who would uh make shit for kids. Um. Yeah, there's a like pizzas. Sure, yeah, I, I forget exactly. I read it when I was an infant, but uh, I didn't retain too much from that time. I think. I I don't have any. I call my grandparents, mama and papa. Okay. Yeah, that's that's not like an ethnic so thing. Or, yeah, it no. Oma, it, it, you could it, do oma or opa or anything. Right, like that would be the actual German style yeah. to do, but uh, no, papa, mama. And then my other grandparents are just grandma and grandpa. So you've been. I'm like the epitome of the white, yeah, like white bread. Fucking like, United States, the U.S. has gobbled you up and shat you out into a Bro, into I a product no... you can only be uh, that that can only be produced in this country. It's you. Exactly. No, for sure. Like my, I have no culture. My culture is consumer. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like that, that's my family's culture, I and mean, that's everyone's culture in America. Yeah, in the melting pot that is America, but especially me, like. There's no heritage. Like, there's no like big German meals that we make every really? like, you know on on big occasions. Like, yeah. <laughs> you never went to any yeah. like big like feasts or any. I I would always go to like feasts. Um, in Jersey they would have uh, uh like feasts for like certain saints and shit. So everyone would just get together and like you pull up to this like big field where they have all these like picnic tables and like soccer people playing soccer and shit. And there's music and there's like a little uh parade that they'll do with the um with the mm-hmm. Madonna and all that. And, like, you'll okay. pull up to go in, and, and there's, like, a dude on top of this massive truck just, like, tossing bread to people. Like, fresh baked bread. Just like, ah, oh, my dad's in the bath. That yeah. rocks, Yeah, man. and I it was great. That. And it's just music and lights. Everyone's cooking. You go up to, like, anyone's, like, little, like, picnic corner, and they'll just, like, give you food. You just hang out. I remember that's where I first found out uh, Netflix was doing original content was when I was uh, at one of those. <laughs> I'll never forget where I was that day. Yep. Yep, I remember that. Netflix original content. And that, what that's was the also first where they piece announced... of Netflix. Oh, yeah, no, continue. No, I'm what what do you, what was the first Netflix original series or movie that you can remember? Arrested Development. Yeah, I guess. It was announced that they were that they were doing the revi- uh, the revival and they uh they were funding a full series. And then after that, it was just a bun- there's like House of Cards, Beast of No Nation was of was cards. one of the movies, a big movie. I guess I remember that they specialized in comedy specials for a long time. Yeah. Like, uh, I think Zach Galifianakis's uh, Live at the Purple Onion, which is, like, one of my favorite comedy specials of all time. So funny. Very subversive. Um, I think that was, like, produced by Netflix or something. Um, yeah. I think so. And Bo Burnham, maybe? No, no. Bo Burnham's What was on YouTube originally. Mm. But, yeah, they specialized in a lot of comedy. I I guess House of Cards was the first like big significant yeah. Netflix produced show. Well, I'm looking at um at originals. Orange is the new black. Yeah, maybe. House of Cards 2013, Hemlock Grove, Orange is the New Black. I'm on um I'm on IMDb. Oh, you know what? Wasn't Marco um, Polo? That's yeah. Wasn't that series? Wasn't that series Lily Hammer the first Netflix produced? The the one with uh Sill from yeah. Sopranos. Um. I think I remember him mentioning on Talking Sopranos that was the first um, Netflix show. No, like, that was that. Was that Netflix or like Hulu? I think it was Netflix. Here, list of Netflix original programming. It was a Wikipedia. This is more uh, more helpful here. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh my god, there's so much. Um, it is a Netflix original show. What year? Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. I forgot. I forgot anything. he did that. He's he's all over the place. He like one day he's hanging out, uh, playing music with fucking uh the boss, 
The next day, he's uh, he's whacking some goomba on TV. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! I it's so cool that he was in the E Street Band. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, it's and he's got like that radio show and shit. Um. Oh, does he? I didn't yeah. even know that. Master of oh yeah, Master of None. Did you ever see Master of None? Yeah, with the Z. Oh, it's a great show. I watched the first season. I really liked it. For, season two. Season two is it. a great ending uh, for the series. What? Number of seasons three. What? Oh, you didn't there was know? A, there was a third season. There was another season last year? What the fuck? Isn't uh, Eric Wareheim in that? Yeah, yeah, he's great. He's really good in it. He, well, he's good in anything. He was great in the comedy too. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I thought there were only two. I didn't know he did another one. What the fuck? No shit. Wow, cool. I gotta watch that. Yeah, I I fucking loved that show. Um, when I when it first came out, I was I was a fan of it. There was like I watched the first season, and then that Aziz and Sorry controversy came out. Do you remember that the the controversy with him? Like, oh, there's like that the whole bad date for, thing. Yeah, he just like went on a bad date. He was being like cringy on the date. Yeah, he's like, um, I'm, he, like, I'm awkward. Like, uh, bye. Oh. I'll call you back, and he doesn't or something. And then uh, yeah. next thing you know, he gets me too. He gets an article written about him, and then he gets me too, yeah, and then he comes back. There's a Reddit article, and then he does a really bad stand-up special, and I guess he's back now. I it's it's weird the people that can return. I don't know. It's like some people return from being canceled, some people don't, and I for the most part, I think it's been pretty like fair. Yeah, I, I would as, agree. As, as far as who comes back and who doesn't, like obviously Weinstein's not coming no. back. Um. But then you see like Cosby's not coming back. But, well, he and, Cosby's working on well shit warranted. now. Cosby Cosby's out. He's he's doing stuff now. He's on the prowl. He's he's coming oh, for your that. ass, man. I I knew he was out, but he's so he's old. like writing like, a book or something. He's so fucking old. Hey, he's like hey, hey. Or something. Um, but uh, no, fuck Bill Cosby. No, you know who uh, who came back? Um, uh, James Gunn. Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot he got. Oh my god! For tweets, yeah. Right? So be, for anybody uh, listening, I keep forgetting there's people listening. Uh, if you're listening, you don't know what's going on with James Gunn. <laughs> there's no one listening. Yeah, you're right. But um, just I don't, just get my facts straight. Uh, so James Gunn. Um, I guess some uh, some American keyboard warrior uh went back in his Twitter a couple years, and in like 2012 there was like this thing on Twitter where um people would write like fucked up endings like kids books or whatever. And his was like, oh, the giving tree, but, you know, she gives him a hand job at the end. And then yeah. and then the girl was like, he's a fucking pedophile. He's sick and disgusting. And it's like, whoa, hold on. Oh, God, it was a joke. Like, holy shit. You don't he, have to laugh. I, I remember. But then, um, yeah. yeah, then Disney fired it, it, him. And then DC was like, we'll give you a lot of money to do whatever you want. And then now he does both because Disney got him back, too. So now he's just, imagine, he's, just he's having he's having a ball. <laughs> Imagine it's like 2008, yeah. and you're just not thinking about uh, the consequences of anything you do on the internet. Like it, it doesn't make sense to you that if you make a a joke in bad taste, like in ten years, like you could lose your entire career. Like like a Disney movie deal based off of like a bad taste joke. And I will say, I remember seeing like a compilation of all the jokes, the bad, inappropriate jokes on Twitter. It was like a weird, shockingly like there was. Like they were all like pedophile related. Like there were a lot of pedophilia jokes, but I'm not. This is n yeah. in no way incriminating the man as a pedophile. But like, it's just like back then, you didn't think about what you posted on the, yeah. on the internet. Also, you know? did 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 Disney forget that they hired the guy who did the movie where Elliot Page <laughs> Rain Wilson in a superhero costume? <laughs> like, do they not movie. know who they're hiring? His first movie was with fucking trauma. Yeah. Like what the fuck these idiots? So yeah, it it, it kind of blows my mind, and I I think that I think that's the only story of somebody who got like canceled and then came back even better. Yeah, even better, I'd say. Yeah. So the new Suicide Squad is fantastic. Oh, it's awesome! It's, it's I'm having a lot of fun very, with Peacemaker too. I don't I don't hate Peacemaker. Uh, I yeah, I haven't. That was interesting to me because he's like so clearly the villain in that movie. Yeah. Spoilers, like he's very corrupt. Yeah, um, working for the government, who's also corrupt. Is does the show address that at oh, all? Oh yeah. Or is it just oh yeah. Kind of like a whole the whole reset? the whole point of the show is to see why this man who dresses up as a fucking cartoon character and murders people is the way he is, and <laughs> and how somebody like that is used, how somebody like that was made, uh, what brings somebody to to go down that path, and then just like he's he's mentally ill, he's delusional, he needs therapy, mm -hmm. and it's so clear yeah. that this guy has fucking issues. He's not just some like cartoon character uh, villain of the week. You know, in a movie so it's it's like um 
what's what's a good example if you could like take a villain from a movie or grendel do you ever read grendel i've never read grendel are you familiar I, with it beowulf yes right? it's it's the perspective read, of the the yeah, monster and right. it's interesting. I, I read Beowulf in high school. Yeah, or like um, they did that with the thing. Someone wrote, I forget what it was called, but they wrote a short story about the uh, John Carpenter's The Thing, but from the alien's oh. perspective. Oh, no and shit. And the alien has no idea what the fuck's going on. He's just like, I need to multiply. I, I need to do this. I need to, oh, uh, hot, uh, anger, uh, angry yeah. things, uh, hurt, pain. It's like, what the fuck? Huh. And so it, it, I like stuff like that, and that's really what this is is taking somebody who, yeah, could have just ended up being the bad guy in a movie and you spend a little more time with him and you get to know him a little more. And yeah, do you like him as a person? No, but do you kind of understand uh, more about him and, and uh, the mind of somebody like that? Yeah, and it's interesting as fuck. And then uh, how, again, how those around him will use his mental illness for their own gain, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's interesting. Um, the show is a little awkward because you can tell it's the first time James Gunn has worked with a format longer than two hours. So <laughs> it, it's like there are some moments where they kind of feel like parodies of James Gunn because he's got so much time to fill. And yeah. it's so much easier to get a couple to, to secure a couple songs for a two hour movie than it is for a seven hour miniseries or a nine hour miniseries because some of the songs right. feel like if you told if you said if you told an ai hey what's a good song james gunn would put in this scene it's an ai saying this one question mark uh right. so he i don't think he got all he wanted out of the music i don't i'm not i i ask him about this so i don't know but that's something that stands out it's just a little awkward but no it, it's fun if it, it it immediately follows uh suicide squad um mm -hmm. it's it's good stuff i i really enjoy it so far um i don't think you know it's as I... great as everyone's saying but the intro is fantastic okay the opening i might i might credits, watch the first episode check it out um robert patrick's really great in it he plays his dad oh, robert patrick's in it oh my shit. god so dude if you if anything watch the in, just watch the opening credits to begin with and if that doesn't sell okay. you on it it's so funny and it's so great it's these these characters dressed up as fucking idiots doing this stupid fucking dance to this awful song, but they're so serious when they do it. <laughs> they are they're they have complete and utter conviction to this ridiculous fucking dance while dressed up as idiots. I love it. And that's this, you know that's the fucking thesis that, for the show. <laughs> you know how I know that James Gunn had like full creative control over that suicide mo squad movie? Yep. Besides, I mean, it's very apparent once you actually see the movie because it's like gory as hell. Oh, it's hilarious! And so many liberties, and the whole third act involves like a giant starfish, like completely pillaging a city. I think it's a perfect but, comic um, book movie. It's so good. It it was like a perfect comic book yep. movie. It was everything I could have wanted in that. But um, and just like redoing Harley Quinn and doing it right this yep. time. But um, the marketing in that movie for that movie was completely ambiguous. Loved it. So so. There was that shot of like the first the the B team for the Suicide Squad, and it, all these characters that you thought were going to be in the majority of the big movie, name actors too. Like, big name Pete Davidson, yeah, yeah. like oh, huge. Uh, fucking uh, the 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 uh, boomerang, boomerang guy from the yeah, actual yeah, Cat, yeah he, which I actually like. He's him good. As yeah. the boomerang. I was upset that he wasn't in the rest of the movie, but it's bittersweet. I think that's a good way um, of showing stakes is a character that you actually liked from the shitty movie mm -hmm. being killed off immediately. Yeah. And it's like, Oh shit, no one's safe. Yeah, they are the suicide squad. Yeah. Anyone. Oh yeah. Not only zip tie can die in this movie or zip, not whatever the fuck. Right. Yeah. It's just like when you killed drew Barrymore off of in the first 10 minutes yeah. of your screen movie, yeah. you know, you, you, you take expectation if you remove the the safety and familiarity of what you already know you have no idea mm -hmm. what the fuck you're going to be in for for the rest of the film and that yeah, alfred, alfred hitchcock psycho it's great and it's so exciting because then like your audience is just uh, they're, they're floating on a sheet of ice that's melting in the desert and it, it's so fun i love that kind and of and that's shit. cinema baby and that's cinema baby but anyway i gotta take a shit yes so the we're meat gonna shits are back the meat shits, they've been here i do you see why i'm sitting like a in the fetal position <laughs> you're sitting like you're gonna take a shit on that chair right now. i'm about to but um no also my my computer's gonna die so i really gotta wrap this up but hey justin thank you so much for being on the show i had a great time i will definitely yeah, hit you up in course. the future if i ever need somebody else um anywhere where people can find you um yeah hit me up on uh hit me up on tiktok justin ace j-e-s-t-i-n-a-c-e yes, justin keep talking you, i gotta you, get my charger 
Okay, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, my Twitter handle is young uh, sandwich underscore. Um, just post a lot of film stuff. Hit me up on Letterboxd, Justin Ace. Yeah. I'm Justin Ace pretty much everywhere. I'm Justin Ace. Um, I had a lot of fun. I forgot how hard it is to talk for like an hour straight. Hard? You um, thought this I, was I needed, hard? I need a drink of water. <laughs> you thought this was hard? Yes. I had a great time. I think this is the best uh, thing we've ever recorded together, including it our actually show. might be. And I, this is what I was pushing for, man. Is, it, we, yeah. We need to be more stream of conscious. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, I agree. Structure limits us. I agree. I think as far as, uh, which uh, also we can, we're, uh, goodbye everybody.